Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X.ca on Oilers Radio, 630 Chat. 12.35 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Oilers Now, Bob Stoffer with you. Some guests in Oilers Now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, 99.90 Jasper Avenue. Reminder, every Wednesday night, date night at Roos Chris, where two can dine for $120. All right. Every Thursday in Oilers Now, Louis DeBrus joins us. We uh, pre-tape Louis here in Dallas. Louis is going to be working the upcoming uh, NHL draft, uh, which is available on NHL Hockey and Rogers and Sportsnet uh, tomorrow night and Saturday day. Without further ado, here's Louis DeBrusque. Louis, here we are in uh, Dallas, but we're going to start with what happened in Las Vegas last night at the uh, NHL Awards. A couple storylines, one involving a former Oiler and one a current Oiler. So let's uh, start with the uh, Hart Trophy going to Taylor Hall, who had a tremendous year and grew immensely as a player during the course of the season. Yeah, no question he grew immensely. And I think, you know, we got to see Taylor early in his career, and we saw signs of that player. We saw signs of him going out there and dominating games on respective nights but I think he really put a season together in New Jersey and uh, it took him his second year there you know he didn't really quite take off his first year he's battled injuries throughout his career but you know good on him you know that's a market that he was in there the team they're a young team that's rebuilt and put some young guys in there and he really flourished with them and he's now one of the leaders and veterans on the team and that's how he was playing so um, great accomplishment by him he was up in some stiff competition some guys that had tremendous years and and he's the one that comes away with the trophy but nice to see a player mature and you know for for Taylor he was emotional up there you could tell that this was this meant a real lot to him you know he's one of those guys that wore his emotions on his sleeve he never had to question his effort on the ice and and you know what good for him for going in and putting a great season together and uh, and winning a huge award all right so you know there's the obvious Edmonton angle to the Taylor Hall story and, and the Oilers got a very useful player back in the trade in Adam Larson but he's not Taylor Hall and now Taylor Hall has won an MVP. My, my belief is there'd be nobody in the Oilers organization and they'd all be happy that Taylor Taylor has uh, progressed and grown this way. Uh, and, I, and I know in our numerous conversations over the years, you and me always believed in the player. No. Now, did we think he was going to win him? I thought he could be an all-star. I wasn't sure. He was, right? Yeah. I was never certain. In fact, I think he should have already been an all-star earlier. Well, he was appointed. He was, you know, top 10 to scoring right. twice in the league already. Right. So he, he showed in the past that he could play at that caliber. The, the hard part for Taylor was, number one, just putting a full season together. You know, and that's, you know, something that I think just with maturity has come his way now. And listen, he's grown up a bit. You know, the, he was a young kid in Edmonton. He came in. They handed him the keys to the city. 
city and now you know now he's starting to realize he's always been a hard worker I've never ever worried about that with him but you know just putting together mentally on the ice coming to the rink every day and now trying to be a mentor to the young guys um, just good job by him I mean and I do think everybody in the organization will be happy for him listen uh, this is a small world the hockey world you and I talk about it all the time when you when you play with someone when you manage someone when you coach someone I mean it, you're gonna you're gonna cross paths again so you, you don't burn bridges in this in this business because you're gonna eventually come across someone again and you know what you only want to see people do well they, they, they came they played for you they did what they did move on and if you start wishing people bad things it when they go somewhere here. else I'll tell you what karma is one of those you know there's a word that karma is, is. if you start doing that yeah absolutely uh, all right uh, the other storyline from last night is for the second consecutive year Connor McDavid was chosen the best player by the players by the members of the NHLPA the Ted Lindsay Award so back to back you know Ted Lindsay Awards uh, Sidney Crosby and Alexander Ovechkin are the only current players that have won back to back you're probably not the least bit surprised because in your travels when you talk about Connor around the league I know I, I get the same thing guys like that guy's the best player in the league isn't it incredible you know and that's and I think you know if you were to ask the players I mean listen back to back Art Rosses as well for Connor which is another tremendous season the way he was able to come back in the end and really put the season together and, and win that in points and I think that's a, a real important trophy for him as well to understand that you know in a season that went the way the other season went he was still able to kind of maximize his season and have a real solid productive year and I, I think that'll carry forward with the maturity for Connor but if you ask the players I, I think the Ted Lindsay would probably be the trophy that means the most of them because it's picked by your peers you know and I, I don't think that you know there could be a a better as far as I'm concerned, a better compliment coming from the guys that you play with and against in the league that are choosing you as the guy they feel is the best in the league. But it's funny you say that because when we go around and we talk to people in different different rinks and different dress rooms, different people up in the press box or wherever we bump into guys in the league, I mean, this guy's name comes up all the time. It's not like the occasional time someone will mention number 97. It's all the time. And every time they do, um, the compliments are endless. Uh, people players themselves especially just the great players know who the great players are a player playing on the ice within two shifts can tell you who the best player on the ice is they'll gravitate towards them and the, the players have spoken two years in a row it's kind of given and i'm going to tell you this right now i don't see that changing you know he could easily win it next year again hands down because i think he's going to come in ready he's going to come in more motivated and look out I think and better support have, from I, the rest of the and team. better support and i think he's going to have a better year i really do i, I don't think we've even seen him scratch the surface of what he can do. Um, we've seen it in stretches, some really magnificent stretches, but look out when he puts a season together. Well, let's put it this way, Louie. He had 108 points this year, okay? He had 84 even strength points, which yeah. is the most in the last 20 years. It's the first time in NHL history since they've done power play stats that the scoring champion was on a team that was last in the league in the power play. They're not going to be last in the league again on the power play. I think it's the top 13. I know it's the top 10 for sure, but the top 13 players in scoring all had 30 or more power play points or 27 or more. I think one guy had under 30 in that group. He had 20. I mean, that that in itself shows you, and he, and he won the scoring title. So I think that's 
says a lot too. I think that says a lot again to a player that you know we talk a lot about his five-on-five hockey. You know that's one of the areas for me defensively that he's going to have to buckle down a little bit more at in his career. But when the, when you look at the numbers, he's a threat. You know, so if you have that much of an out, offensive output, you can use that defensively as well. And I, and I think he's starting to figure that out in the sense that hey, if I don't want to defend too much, I just better have the puck a little bit more and make make different plays and manage the puck a little better. And it's only going to make him a better player. And I, I think it'll produce more points in the end. Well, Connor McDavid was the number one pick in Fort Lauderdale in 2015. Uh, and Jack Eichel was the number two pick. And there was never any debate about those two picks. They were going one, two in that draft year. Let's fast forward. We're here in Dallas for the 2018 NHL entry draft. And I believe, uh, you know, we all know that Rasmus Dahlin's going number one at Buffalo. And I believe that we now have separation with that number two. And Andre Svechnikov will clearly be the number two pick by the Carolina Hurricanes. Do you agree with that sentiment, Louis? Yeah, I'm kind of getting that feeling too. And just, you know, I mean, you can't not like the kid, really. You know, I watch him play, and he's he's a man-child. And, you know, you talk about maturity in players and maturity in physiques. He has one of those mature physiques at a kid that's 18 years old that he makes the game look easy. So every movement that he makes on the ice, it's poised, it's balanced. There, there's no real bambiness to his game, I like to call it. Some young guys take a little bit of time. Yes, and Paul has got yeah, some bambiness. Absolutely, to fill out and kind of learn to use those muscles at the pace of the NHL. I don't think Svechnikov's going to have any problem there. He's a, he's a specimen. And then after that, it's, it's pretty wide open. I think it, it really is going to come down to what teams, organizational needs. Um, some teams are going to go for the best player on the table because that's what they do. Some some teams are in a position where they can maybe pick an organizational need and try and try and fill a hole. So it'll be interesting. It's one of those drafts where although we think we know where guys are going to kind of go, um, I think there could be some surprises this year. I think there could be some guys that certainly move up, that people, if they really like a player, they're going to take them early because they don't care. And we might see some movement too. So it should be an exciting day and two, two day, day, in, day in an hour and a half or day in two hours that, uh, that transpires over Friday, Saturday. It's remarkable. Uh, Louis DeBras joining us from NHL Hockey and Rogers. Bob Stoffer with you in Oilers now. You know, three hours, used to be four hours. Now they can get it done in three hours yeah. for round one. And then that's, round that's two That's with an opening. That's with an opening. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and round two through seven, they can get that done in uh, less than four hours. Uh, all right, so Svechnikov, Russian player. Uh, a wild card out there is Vitaly Kratsov. Yeah. And I got him kind of right outside in that sort of uh, 11, 12, 13 range. Is the Russian factor, in the case of Svechnikov, he's been over for a few years now. And, I mean, the Edmonton Oilers had Neil Yakupov. Yeah. And there was always, to me, some some translation issues there with him. It didn't. He, there seemed to be some stubbornness and obstinance on Yak's part. The Oilers had too many coaches during Yak's time. Um, should, do you think as we, we move more to the left of, of a society, we worry less about the so-called Russian factor? Well, I think especially when you see the Washington Capitals win the Stanley Cup with Ovechkin, Orlov, Kuznetsov played in the KHL before, you know, these guys coming into the NHL. Um, I... I, do, I still do think there is a stigma there, though. I really do. And, I, and the only reason I say that is because at any given time, they can go back to the league that's in their home country they feel is the second-best league in the world, which it is, really. It's the, when you look yeah. at the talent that's playing in the KHL, it's the second-best league in the world. So at any time that they don't like the way things are going, it's like, see you later. I'm just going to – I'm not going to – they can make it difficult, I guess is the, the way I'll say it politically correct. But in saying that, you still, the talent speaks for itself. And this kid really came on at the end of the year. 
Um, so I don't think it's going to deter teams. They're, they're going to do their due diligence. They're going to talk to this kid. They're going to go over and make sure that, that if they do indeed pick him, that he would go through the system if he needed to. Come in, you're starting to see a lot of young European players do that, where they come over, they're playing the American Hockey League instead of playing over in Europe, because it's a different game. They come over here, they need to adjust to the North American game. There's no better league in the, in the world to adjust to the NHL and the North American game than the American Hockey League. It's bar none the best league for that, because it's a smaller ice surface, it's a grind, it's three and threes, it's physical, and you know what? You'll learn very quickly that the game's a little different here, and that translates into the NHL. Um, yes, guys can step in right from different leagues. They do it all the time, but I do believe you're starting to see more guys do that. But the, he's a really interesting player, Vitaly, because he kind of started off, I don't think he was really lighting it up early in the year, but his playoffs were out, outstanding. Yeah. You know, I think he broke a record for someone under 18 years of age right. in the KHL for playoff points. So that's going to get noticed when you're 18 years old, and uh, he certainly jumped up in the draft ranks. You look at every draft rankings in the last month, it's kind of been, he's been one of the names that's floated around as a guy that certainly could easily jump up into the top 10. We are joined by Louis DeBrusque, who will be part of NHL Hockey and Rogers uh, draft coverage on Friday and Saturday this week here in Dallas. So we know that uh, Dolly and Inspector... That's Louis DeBrusque joining us from NHL Hockey and Rogers uh, every Thursday here in Oilers Now. And uh, Louis will be part of uh, the Rogers... Uh, coverage of the upcoming entry draft. we got a busy night tomorrow night. Uh, we're going to have about the first mm, hour or so of the draft uh, from uh, Dallas and then straight into the Eskimos football game tomorrow night against the Hamilton Ticats with Morley Scott and Dave Campbell and Blake Dermott and Brennan Ulrich and a cast of thousands. It is 1247 in Edmonton. We've got a lot of text to get to and we're going to do that when we return on our West Lock Ford text line. This is Oilers Now. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stopper with you down in Dallas, Texas. If you're looking for a fun destination this year, take the kids to Disneyland. It's the happiest place on Earth. Fabulous fun, great food, warm weather. Book now with New West Travel. Your Disneyland California package includes nonstop airfare, four-star hotel for seven nights, five-day attractions, pass. For reservations to Disneyland, call the travel experts at New West Travel, 780-432-7446, or book online at newwesttravel.com. Still to come on today's show. Uh, one-on-one with Peter Shirelli at 105 today. 115, Mark Spector, star for Inspector for our friends at Horse Racing Alberta Live Racing Saturdays at Northlands Park. Speckle, uh, he had a brief conversation with uh, Shirelli as well. We'll get some of his thoughts, and then we'll also talk a bit about uh, uh, the Professional Hockey Writers Association and uh, and how the voting uh, process uh, took place. Uh, with Speck at 135 from the NHL Network, former GM of the Tampa Bay Lightning, 
uh, once uh, one of the biggest agents in all of the game, Brian Lawton, who himself was a number one overall pick way back in the day with the Minnesota North Stars. Uh, you can text us at 630-630. Uh, this text goes by, out of, it's out of Lethbridge, Alberta. I'll thank you, Lethbridge, for texting the show. Uh, Peter has come out and said he'll move the first-round pick of the right guys available. Hearing rumblings of Philly being a partner. Got to think forward from the Flyers. I don't see them moving Provorov, do you? Well, there's no chance they move Ivan Provorov. Absolutely zero chance they move Provorov. Are you suggesting Wayne Simmons? Is that the forward you're thinking of in Philadelphia there, Lethbridge? Uh, pretty good player. Don't quite see how that deal would all take place. I'd have to think about that one a bit. Just can't give you an immediate reaction. Bob, uh, Vitaly Kraftsov, is that the bambiness that Louis DeBrusque was referring to playing in the KHL? Well, the other one, uh, you know, from Edmonton's perspective, is Jesse Pugliarvi. This is an interesting text out of Edmonton. Bob, Taylor Hall had some great seasons in Edmonton, including finishing the top scoring, uh, top 10 in scoring in back-to-back seasons. The fact that he got no recognition for this until leaving Edmonton shows how biased the media is against Edmonton and its players. Hall was almost as good here, but nobody appreciated Never got a sniff on Team Canada, and now he uh, will be a lock. Or, and now he's a lock for Team Canada. All right. First of all, he did get a sniff for Team Canada. He didn't get put on Team Canada, but I know for a fact, because I know the individual who presented a perspective on uh, young wingers drawing more calls and drew a correlation uh, to how international soccer works in terms of in uh, international soccer, international officials don't care if you're a veteran or a rookie. Uh, a foul is generally considered to be a foul. And that you can translate that to international hockey, where you'd have international officials in 2014, and a foul is a foul. I know for a fact that Taylor Hall did get a step. He didn't make the team. Uh, you could argue that there needed to be more of a concerted effort on the Oilers' part um, uh, to have pushed harder for him to make the team, but he did merit consideration. Uh, as for the suggestion that the media were not on board with Taylor, some of the media were not on board with Taylor. I mean, uh, I'm going to tell you right now, Jason Greger supported Taylor Hall. Okay. I'd like to think I supported Taylor Hall. Brendan, you did the shows with me when we get texts and people would be making comments about stuff they had no uh, fundamental understanding of with Taylor Hall. Uh, you know, the, the, the trade was what the trade was. And I, I'll stand by this. I do not believe that Taylor Hall wins the MVP in Edmonton because Connor McDavid would be here. And he would be seen like, I, I, could the Oilers have achieved more the last couple of years? Well, they did okay last year, 47 wins, 103 points. Didn't work out this year. But I don't think there was a lot of Edmonton media running Taylor Hall out of town. And I do think Taylor really grew up over the course of the last calendar year. Ziggy Palfi out of Kelowna has texted the show. Uh, hey, Bob, haven't heard much news on Brendan Ulrich's love life. Is he settled down or is he lighting it up on the Bachelor scene? Brendan, care to, uh... <laughs> well, I'm as single as it gets, Bob, right now, so uh, there's that. Lighten it up here and there, I guess. Yeah. The odd weekend, I'll hit a home run. <laughs> this text comes in. 
Matt says, Bob, Taylor Hall still will not make Team Canada. Okay. Um, again, you can text us at 630-630. Uh, another text comes in uh, from Edmonton saying, Bob, uh, Nashville doesn't want to trade Ryan Ellis. Mackenzie says we're interested in him, but they don't want to move Ellis. So do you think we should move the number 10 for Dante Fabro? I think that would be a reach for Dante Fabro myself. Ryan Ellis is a culture guy for the Nashville Predators. He grew up uh, in uh, in that organization. They have a way of doing business. I'll, I'll say it right now. They're more likely to move P.K. Subban. If they, my guess is they would be more likely to move P.K. Subban than Ryan Ellis. Now, at the end of the day, if they can't move out some money and they got to get Ellis signed to a long-term extension, they might have to move him, but I don't think they want to move him right now. Again, you can text us at 630-630. Tweet us at orders now. Um, Glenn the Brit has texted the show to say, Hey, Bob, would it not be a refreshing change? Instead of talking about hogging nonstop between 12 to 2, Maybe talk about the World Cup instead. It only comes around once every four years and is played throughout the world, unlike hockey, which is limited to a small amount of countries. Glenn the Brit goes on to say, I love Ryan in the morning and Jalen in the afternoon. I'm now going to switch the radio off as I do every uh, day for a couple of hours as it be more interesting than watching paint dry. Lastly, correct me if I'm wrong, but hasn't hockey season finished? I doubt you will read this from Glenn the Brit. Well, Glenn, I, I read it, and I actually do talk about uh, uh, the World Cup. Uh, but, you know, Glenn the Brit, you are in Canada. Is that another illustration of people coming from other cultures that want to uh, tell us how to live here? You know, I think soccer's growing. I do. I'd still like if guys didn't simulate and dive all over the pitch. Uh, we've talked a lot about uh, soccer in the last couple of years. Uh, and, hey, you, you're entitled to listen to what you want to listen to, Glenn the Brit. I, I think if I was you, I'd want to figure out why England hasn't won a World Cup since 1966. Is it the wind and the wetness? They just don't develop players of high enough skill set? Is it because they're crappy in, uh, in penalty kicks once they get into uh, uh, past extra time? Or are they just inherently overrated as a nation when it comes to soccer? That saying, they got a great striker right now in Harry Kane. He's a special player. But I know in the 2014 World Cup, England only had one of the top 100 ranked players in the world. It's kind of hard-pressed to see the Germans supplant them in terms of international dominance in soccer over the last 50 years. That must be a bitter pill to swallow. All right, uh, Stacy from Red Deer says, Bob, do the Flames trade uh, Hamilton? I think they could. I think the Calgary Flames could trade Hamilton. Uh, this this text comes in uh, saying World Cup is boring. I I, I don't think uh, I don't think the World Cup's boring. But the last couple of days the games have been low scoring. Kevin says Taylor Hall out of Killam, Alberta. Taylor Hall stops uh, needs to stop playing the poor me card. No one gave up on him. The Oilers traded him for a reason of need. They needed a right shot defenseman. Uh, I didn't see Taylor Hall playing the, the poor me card this season at all. I thought he was 
Awesome. You can text us at 630-630. We'll get to more text on our Westlock 4 text line, but it's 1258 in Edmonton. We're going to go off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. At 105, Oilers GM Peter Shirelli. 115, Mark Spector. 135, Brian Lawton. And at 150, I'll squeeze in another text about soccer.